Welcome back to the podcast for intentional moms to build strong families. This is your host, Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom, and I am so grateful to be back in the studio with all of you for a new year of being intentional together. I missed you while I took a Christmas break. You know, a new year is the perfect time for taking inventory. Now, businesses do it, and moms can do it too. Not inventory of our pantries or closets, although that's a very good idea, and I just might do that. But I am talking about taking a little inventory of who I am and where I am as mom. It's an annual mom tradition that I began doing over 10 years ago. I've come to call it the five R's of intentional parenting. And that's what we're going to talk about today on the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. I'm here with my three youngest kids. That is Abby and Emma. And then our son Andrew is home from college. So guys, welcome back. Uh, It's a new year podcast. I'm so excited to begin a new year of intentionality with these moms. But first, what was your favorite part about Christmas with our family all together? This year, one of my favorite things was when we all did family trivia together. We got a little competitive, but it was still fun. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite things about this Christmas and, you know, pretty much every Christmas is sibling gifts. And, you know, just the anticipation of what you got and who got your name. What did you get this year? I got some wireless Bluetooth earbuds. And who did you get them from? Uh, my oldest brother-in-law married to my oldest sister, Andrew DeHillick. Okay. And Andrew, what was your... F- See, we have two Andrews in the family now. So, <laughs> Andrew, what was your favorite part about Christmas break with all the family? Well, I do like the sibling gifts. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, I also like when you guys have us all go in a separate room and you guys hide the stockings, and then we all go look for them. That is a lot of fun mm-hmm. that we've done for years. Yeah. Um, and I know I'm I'm 19, but it's still a lot of fun for me. Because <laughs> um, we hide it harder and harder every year. Yeah, yeah. Actually, oh. I took video of it. So if you are in my group, Intentional Mom Strong Family, I will share a video of us hunting for stockings. Actually... If you remember when I said, and when we were explaining all these traditions, and I said that Andrew DeHillig always gets one of the hardest ones because he's always ornery. He is not. <laughs> he is never ornery. Well, this year, again, Mom and Dad said, Andrew and Tori, you guys have the hardest stockings in it. <laughs> that is just my way of loving him is me being ornery by hiding his stocking heart. <laughs> okay, now taking a serious note, uh, looking back over this previous year, what is something you have reflected on that you have some regret about? You know, some some way that you want to make a change for this new year? I would say that would be restoring some habits that I've gotten away from, specifically of exercising and working out. You know, I think of in 1 Corinthians when it says that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit and to honor God with our bodies. You know, I think that applies to even how we take care of our bodies, which would also uh, relate to exercising and working out, which is something I need to place back into my regular life. Yeah, I've kind of gotten out of some habits of a little bit cleaning up after myself 
putting my school books away and I've kind of been struggling a little bit with keeping my room at least cleaner than I have in the past. That makes me very proud of you that you <laughs> share that. And I'm a little excited too. <laughs> what about you, Abby? Well, I could go a little bit lighter and say intentionality with friendships. I was really bad at that for a long time, but this year I kind of learned better how to do it. And on the more spiritual side, I would say I am recently learning how to make God priority instead of, you know, he's always important to me, but I wasn't, I haven't been um, lately making him the first priority in everything that I do. And I think you mentioned some books that are inspiring this reflection. So what are the books? Because I know you love them. So you go ahead and give yes, a plug. Pretty much every single Michael Phillips book that I've read, the author Michael Phillips, he just blows my mind. And he literally has become a spiritual mentor to me by his writing and through his fictional characters. It It causes so much reflection in me. And I love it. I think... Every book that I read of his is my new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> right. And those are, you're talking about his fiction books when you say that. Um, oh, you, you've read yeah. one book that you didn't super love that was that not was a fiction book. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing. And you're kind of setting the groundwork for what we're talking about today. Well, I had a great Christmas break with the family, and now I have had time to spend some time reflecting and doing four other things besides reflecting. We're going to get into it right now. There's this renewal tradition process. Action items, you could say. It's just a simple system that I spend some time. I I take some time when the new year is coming, it might be the end, might be the beginning of a new year. Now to begin this explanation for all of you guys, I'm going to start with a little confession time as a point of illustration. Let's look at a couple of my regrets from the last few months. Now don't get me wrong, I make lots of mistakes most days. So I could give you a long list, but I'm going to look at two of them really quick. One is not being consistent enough with devotions with my kids to start each day together. And the second one is I kind of made a big blunder in the last couple of months reacting instead of responding in a touchy situation with one of my grown kids. So let me give a little more explanation with these. Uh, The first one was I don't take enough time for devotions with my kids this past semester. I wasn't good at doing that. In fact, I would say that I have gotten complacent. You know, the kids are doing well. They seem to be progressing spiritually, have a personal relationship with Christ. And it just, I would say, I have gotten complacent in making sure that we get some morning devotion time together. And I'm not okay with that. I want us to take interactive learning time on devotions. And here's why. This is my thinking with that. You know, when we spend time thinking together, discussing together, laughing together, debating together on any topic, it helps to stimulate a different type of learning about that topic. We process the topic differently when we are spending interactive time on it. You know, we retain the information better. Our heart 
is more engaged whenever there's human interaction involved. And so Bible devotion time together with my kids is important to me, but I've gotten a bit off track with it lately. So that is one regret that I have over the past several months. And then the other one is the semi-major life event happened a few months ago in one of my grown kids' lives, and I reacted rather than responding. Okay, we have five grown kids, two are still at home. Something major happened with one of my grown kids, and he told me via text. Now, I texted back in an unhelpful and emotional way. And to be honest, I just kind of spewed. I I need to take time to reflect on what triggered me to do that. What relation, I also need to reflect on what relationship repairing do I need to do now because of it? And how can I keep myself from responding that same way next time? You know, if something similar to that comes up in the future, how can I have a better plan of action in place? So this is what growth is. It's being willing to look at ourselves, be honest with ourselves about the mistakes we make, not beat ourselves up about it, but address it, get a game plan for growth. And so we can do that through five key things, reflect, regret, repent, redeem, and refine. And I'm going to go over those five with you. So this is my 26th New Year's as a mom. Rich and I have been married 28 years. I have five children who have become adults and two that aren't quite there yet. So life seems much simpler for me right now with only two left at home, a sixth grader and an 11th grader. But just think of all the lessons that I've learned over the years. Most of them have been lessons Well, I was going to say most of them have been lessons that I've learned the hard way, but the truth is that we can learn lessons without making mistakes. However, I've noticed that the difficult lessons are often the best stepping stones for growth and transformation in our life and in our relationships if we make the most of it. So lessons learned project us further in character and in compassion too. Because when I make a mistake, and I live with the consequences of that mistake, then when I see someone else who makes a similar mistake, and they're in the middle of their consequences, I have compassion on them, where before I I might not have had any since I hadn't walked in similar shoes. So my mistakes increase my compassion. They further my character and and they accomplish really all sorts of things that make my life more abundant. Now, being a mistaking parent is something I'm quite good at. (laughs) And I have shared with you about this in a mini series on the topic with the help of my oldest son, Nathan. I'm going to put two links on for you from that mini series. Part one, which was the hope filled life of a mistaking parent. And then part two, mom emotions, balancing mercy and standards, lessons learned by the mistaking parent. So I will put a link to both of those um, in the show notes. I think it was about 12 new years ago that I began this practice of the five R's. I would love it if you joined me beginning this year with the same practice. And it's really something that I do 
for sure once a year, but often I do it twice a year. So let's take a look at the specific steps of the five R's. The first one is reflect. Begin by reflecting on the past year or semester because we moms often think in semesters if we have school-aged kids. Here's some questions to help you begin this beneficial time of reflection. And I will put these questions in the show notes also. First question, what are some things that went great or is going really well for you or for your family? Two, what needs a little tweaking, you know, a little refinement because it's, it's on the right track, but it's really not quite there within the family or within yourself. Three, what were big fails or what is really not going well right now? Number four, where do I see relationship walls or what are some signs of potentially troubled hearts in our home? Now, this is the most important question, really. The hearts in our family are always the most important things um, that we need to really spend the time necessary to zero in on these relationships and these hearts uh, linger there for the longest time. Really set aside some time for that question. And, and of course, prayerfully, you know, as you prayerfully reflect on the hearts and souls that have been entrusted to you, ask God to show you any areas. Now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say something a little hard here, moms. Ask God to show you any areas that you may be off course or ways that you might be hindering their strength or their growth or even hindering your relationship with them. Now, when God points something out to your spirit, because he probably will, you know, none of us are perfect. We've got all areas of growth in every single area of our life. So when he points something out to your spirit, he'll do it gently, but you'll just kind of feel this little nudging of, oh, what about this issue? Linger there and be willing to take a close-up view. If you really embrace this prayer and this step of reflection it will probably lead to some regret. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a positive word, but it really, really can be if we make the most of it, if we utilize it in a productive way. So let's move to step two, and that is regret. Regret is greatly undervalued in our society. Common mantras these days say things like, have no regrets, apologize for nothing, I am who I am, take me or leave me. You know, I decided to look up some modern day quotes regarding regret. And I'm going to share a few of them with you. And I want you to know that I disagree with all of these. Okay, here's one. Forget regret or life is yours to miss. Here's another. I don't have time for regrets, only fun. Here's another quote. In looking back, I see nothing to regret and little to correct. That was made by John C. Calhoun. Um, here's another one. No regrets, no looking back, just hold on to life and move forward. We have no way of knowing what lies ahead. And that's what makes the journey even more exciting. And here's another one. I have no regrets. I don't believe in looking back. What am I proudest of? Working really hard and achieving as much as I could. And one more. This one is by Henry Kissinger. 
Accept everything about yourself. I mean, everything. You are you, and that's the beginning and the end. No apologies, no regrets. You know, there's some good elements in those, but it goes too far. We actually do want to value regret. I hold great value in regret as long as it's carefully utilized. So here's how I've come to treasure a good dose of regret. After the first step of reflecting over the past year or six months and identifying some things I could have done better and the ripple effects that followed my actions, I've learned to stay in the regret step for a good bit, to go ahead, live in the pain on purpose for a little while, letting reality sting. I don't want to avoid the important role that regret was designed to do. It's like a refiner's fire of my character. It sears into my heart the importance of not remaining the way I am, of sincerely apologizing where needed, of seeking to mend however I can, and being passionate about pursuing God's help in growing me in that area. There is healing in the refiner's fire of regrets. Now, important caution here. While you shouldn't skip the important step of regret, you also don't want to build a summer home in regret. It's a temporary stop in your journey to refinement. Stay at the regret step as long as is necessary for it to do the work it needs to do, but then it is time to move on. Do not make your poor behavior from the past a label of who you are today. It's not that. It is just merely a stepping stone opportunity for growth and even an opportunity for new bonding and relationships. And we'll come to that in a minute. So we're ready for number three, and that is repent. It's time for a segment we call In the Laundry Room with Val. Here you'll find practical household systems that streamline your time and free your mind to focus on what really matters, the hearts and souls of your family. Okay, earlier in the podcast today, I brought up the topic of organizing your pantry. And while it just got me all excited about the concept of being more organized in the pantry or taking inventory, so I wanted to share a tip with you. My tip is, I love utilizing jars because they're clear, they're airtight, and most of the time I get them for free. I buy a lot of things in jars rather than cans because it's healthier for us. But then if as long as that jar is wide at the top, I'll keep it for future use. I also love buying jars from Hobby Lobby when they're half price because they have lots of cool shaped jars. I also give people share and care baskets with food in the jars when they have a new baby or if they're sick, I'll give them a care and share basket and the basket will contain different foods like it could be salad in a jar, chicken salad in a jar, fruit salad in a jar, breadsticks in a jar, soup in a jar, lemonade in a jar. So I will just give them the care and share basket, you know, a little get well, let me make dinner for you basket or a congratulations on your new baby. Let me make dinner for you basket or welcome to your new home. Um, That's a fun one to do also. So 
that's my Karen Share Baskets. What do you put in your Karen Share Baskets? Or what do you take to people when you are making a meal for them to brighten their day or to lighten their load? I would love it if you would jump on Facebook in our private group, Intentional Mom Strong Family, and share with us on there. I will be asking the question, what do you make for Karen Share Baskets? And moms will be sharing ideas on there. And then at the end of December, I shared the question, how do you organize your pantry? And it was an opportunity for people to share ideas on that as well. So there's always good little extra help and a secret sauce for living life a little more easily as mama in our group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. So I do hope if you haven't gotten on, that you will get on there and join us as we together live more intentionally. For more from The Laundry Room with Val, visit her website, practicallyspeakingmom.com, where you can see Val's insights for all the six rooms of your intentional home. We have to pause here for this week, but please be sure and join Val next time as she explains the rest of the five R's of intentional parenting. The next R for intentional moms in this year-end recap is step four, redeem what has happened. This is the time for you to allow God to rewrite the story. Now, the story is not just what we did wrong. When God rewrites our story, It's also a story of what beauty God has brought about because of that circumstance. He doesn't wipe out the memory of the past, but he does give it new meaning. God is the great miracle worker who loves transforming brokenness. My intentional mom friend, your family is God's masterpiece. He designed the special and unique combination of your little tribe. It's an honor to meet with you every week to help equip and encourage you in your worthy journey of being mama to your masterpiece. If this podcast is a blessing to you, won't you please take the time to share it with moms that you know. So share this podcast with a friend and then head over to practicallyspeakingmom.com to subscribe to my weekly email containing a blog post and podcast Join me on Instagram at Practically Speaking Mom and in the private Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. See you next week.